in today's episode, we will be talking about euthanasia. Why? Spain just passed a bill that will allow people suffering from a serious, incurable condition to request and receive assistance to end their lives. Only a few countries have taken the step, Spain being the sixth. What do you think? Before you pick a side, let yourself get thought-provoked. I don't hope you change your mind, just that if you do, you let it. Hi! <laughs> How are you? Great! How are you? Good! Super excited to do this debate! <laughs> Me too! It's a hard topic to start the year with, but since it is in current events... It's true! It's should continue the conversation. Definitely! Um, before we start though, I'd like to introduce you, Isabela Cortez, my childhood friend. From school. Hi. Yeah. I'm Isabella and I'm studying humanities and classics. Very interesting stuff. <laughs> and you're studying it in Toronto, right? Yes. University of Toronto, nice. So I'm super excited to see what side we get picked on. Um, so I don't know. The topic euthanasia, right? Let's yes. see. All right, so we're gonna let it to luck, and let me do some hacking. So we are randomly generating what side we're defending for this debate. Um, exactly. And from there, we will create our stance. Exactly. Which side would you like to be on? I mean, personally. I support euthanasia. I support the choice for people to have euthanasia legalized. Does that make sense? Yeah, <laughs> definitely. That that would be also my choice, but let's see. Hopefully I I'd like to argue for that and I guess you'd like to argue yeah. pro euthanasia, right? Let's see what, what luck tells us. Yeah. All right, so the choice is Isabella in favor of euthanasia should be legalized. Oh, thank God. <laughs> I think you're going to make a great job of defending it. And I'm going to... I'll try my best. Do... Yeah, I'm going to be against that. I think euthanasia should be banned. All right, let's see how okay. it goes. We're not experts. Let's just clarify that we're not experts. Exactly. we're saying is based off of what this... We have seven minutes to collect our evidence. Exactly. Um, okay. thoughts and yeah just on the spot I'm sorry if I'm asking you, you to do that if you want more information of um, about euthanasia and everything about it there are better sources just here's be two people talking about it exactly so. you can make your own thoughts and conclusions okay. as well all right mm -hmm. let's get started Carmen has been battling leukemia for many years and did not have the choice to undergo euthanasia. Because of that, she kept pursuing different sorts of treatments and finally, seven years after being diagnosed, she was able to survive. While this is not the usual example or the usual trend, 
It is true that if euthanasia had been allowed in her country, it would have been tempting. And maybe she would have given up maybe on the third or fourth year and would have terminated her treatment and referred to euthanasia. So the point I want to make with the story is when there's the option of killing somebody um, in a way that is, of course, painless in situations like cancer where there's very little hope and very little optimism um, seem as the best way out. The people that are making these decisions are not in their um, most positive state of the mind in the moment. And so it, they may rely their their decisions on doctors, on their family members who might look or seek for what's best for them, but at the same time, they are not themselves at the moment. But what you mentioned about the pressure on the patient to end their life, I completely disagree with that statement. Patients aren't pressured to end their life because euthanasia is illegal. Just like if abortion is illegal, it doesn't pressure women to get abortions. That's not what it means. Having it legalized ensures safety in the act. It ensures that people have the choice to do what they want with their body. Therefore, euthanasia being legalized does not mean that every single terminally ill patient chooses that as a way to go. It's not their go-to option. Anyone making the decision to end their life thinks about it. Anyone involved knows that this is a serious decision, probably involving lots of thought. It is not just something to do on a whim. I absolutely agree. For the patients and the caregivers, it's not going to be a quick and easy decision. But for the doctor who has probably 100 patients or 50 patients or 200 patients, this decision will not come to the same level of thought that it came for the for the patient. Therefore, I think we should consider what value we're giving the doctors. It's almost like a, a godlike characteristic because now they're not deciding on the medication, they're directly um, being part of the decision of whether or not the patient dies or the patient keeps trying new alternatives. So we should take into account the role of, of the doctors. So do you really want doctors to have this godlike figure? You mentioned that by giving physicians the power to kill, technically, um, they're, make, they're becoming godly, all right? If we take this as a given, it still happens. But if they do it in a hospital with a physician, someone who's educated, they're doing it safely and painfully and painless. I mean, if you take the power away from the physicians and the hospitals and you make euthanasia illegal, like abortion, these things still do happen, and it comes at a greater risk for the actual patient suffering through the pain, making their ending worse for the people around them and the person themselves. So um, that's something to consider. Also, euthanasia is a human right. People have the right to die. It's a private matter that harms no other people. and. The state and law has no place to interfere with someone's choice about their own body. 
I agree. I agree that once something is regulated and the law endorses it and the state endorses it, it may be easier to to make a good use of it to to do euthanasia right. Because it's true that it's been commonly known that many people went to Switzerland to to do euthanasia, and that costs money, extra suffering, extra things the family has to take care of apart from actually being there for the person. But I want to bring it back to the situations in which euthanasia decisions would be made and um, highlight that, again, it's the, it's not only the person who's suffering who might make this decision freely and in the right state of mind. Maybe the family, maybe the doctor, maybe the situation will put pressure on the person. And while I agree with you that the if it's uh, not banned, um, the whole situation which would be much more uh, regulated. I still think um, bureaucratically it would be regulated, but in the person's mind, it wouldn't. The person will still be subject to fears, fears of making the family having to take care of them, fears of putting the family onto um, unneeded pressure or money, like in the case of the States and other countries where um, the um, medical care is not free, right? Like in Spain, you you might feel the pressure to alleviate from alleviate your family members from the burden, and it can be a very easy path to take for people who have been suffering for many years and who just have no hope. Okay, you stated that the patient. You made it very clear that you believe that the patient is not in their right mind. Is this correct? Correct. Um. And then you said that they might be basing their opinions and their decisions on doctors or their family members. Let's assume for the sake of your argument that these patients aren't in the right right mind, something which I actually disagree with. But just for the sake of the argument, let's say that you're right. You are now saying that they're basing their medical decisions on their physician. Is this correct? Correct. And it is correct as well that the physicians, when they become doctors, take a Hippocratic oath. Yes, is correct. correct. Yes. Part of the oath says that they will do, a physician is, it makes a commitment to do what's best for the patient. Mm-hmm. Correct. Now, if they see that the best decision for a patient is to end their life and end the suffering, why should that be wrong? If, in fact, it is also liberating, as you said, medical supplies for people that actually want them. You see here, the argument is that if the decision made by the patient is to end their life, that is correct. They have the right to do that. It is in their rights to choose what they want in the, to do to their body if they want to end their life, just as someone has a right to choose that they want to eat toast with butter on it for breakfast, or they want to marry the person that they want to marry. That's something which they have control over. They choose to do just as it is humane and right to choose what you do to end your life. Thank you so much for joining us on this first episode, first debate on euthanasia. If you'd like the conversation to keep going, please feel free to email me at pauliolliani at gmail.com or through our Instagram. I'd also like to take a moment to thank Isabella because I really appreciated her infinite patience, you know, being there every step of the way. I loved doing my first episode with her. 
I honestly didn't want to bias you at the beginning, and I only said she's my childhood friend, but <laughs> she's obviously way more than that, and I don't know if I could have even started doing it without her. So thank you for that. I'd really also like to thank Sonsoles, who also has a podcast of her own called Vitamin F. She she is also Instagram, and you can also find her on Spotify. So if you don't, please follow her. And finally, I'd like to ask you if you'd like to join one of our debates to please email me. I would love to have you on. And if there's any latest news you, you'd like to talk about. Thank you so much. And until next time.